Welcome to episode 11 of the Sports Throne podcast. I am your host, Brandon, um, and I am here with the return of my co-host, Mr. Ryan Madigan. What's up, Ryan? Brandon, it's been a while. Tyler, this is the first time we've been on a show together. I'm very excited. Uh, you know, it has been, uh, you know, a rough two weeks for me. I'm sorry I haven't been able to be on the show, but I'm glad to be back. And I'm glad that we are able to talk about some juicy, juicy sports to this week. So let's keep it going. Absolutely. And I mean, you did spoil uh, that Tyler is on with us as well. Um, so we don't need to introduce Tyler. We already know he's here. Um, but I guess we're all good to go. Um, so today we are going to talk, of course, about the NFL week four. Um, it is Sunday night, October 4th. Seems like we've been on, uh, kind of the, uh, um, consistency of recording on Sunday evenings while the Sunday night football game is going on. Um, so we'll talk about everything that we've seen so far from this week of football, um, and we'll start right out with that. And then, of course, we're going to get into the MLB playoffs as we just had the brand new expanded wild card round this past week. We'll talk all about that. And then we'll talk about the upcoming um, divisional series matchups um, that are upcoming this week. Um, so I guess we can jump right into it here. Um, so we'll talk football, like I said. Um, we'll start with kind of the biggest news of the week. I would say that did overshadow a little bit of the gameplay. Um, some of the games getting postponed and the Titans and Steelers, probably the biggest one that's going to be pushed back to a later week as the Titans had a bit of a COVID outbreak. Um, so that was a big deal. Um, so this is basically their bye week now. And then we had Cam Newton, the quarterback of the Patriots test positive as well. Very last minute. Um, but I guess that's all set now as the Patriots and Chiefs are planning on playing tomorrow night, Monday night. Um, so we will have two Monday night games tomorrow um, or when you're listening to this tonight um, when it comes out tomorrow. Um, so that was kind of the biggest deal. Um, and then, of course, you know, every, besides that, everybody else is playing this week. Um, so why don't you one of you can certainly start it off um, and give us your thoughts. I'll allow Tyler to uh, start with this. All right, yeah. So I mean, with the 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 outbreak within Titans, like I feel like this was bound to happen eventually with some team. Like the NFL wasn't just gonna sail through with no no COVID issues. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it was just kind of like a time time ticking time bomb. Um, and that's why I feel like a lot of people are kind of panicking, like fans, like, oh no, is football season gonna make it? But I mean, I feel like this was gonna happen, and it's just gonna come down to you know how the NFL handles it the rest of the way. But I mean, I don't see any real issues brewing other than, you know, you might get the, the problem where like, it's hard to reschedule a game. Um, but other than mm -hmm. that, I mean, I think with like the Patriots and stuff, I think they've done a good job, like contact tracing and stuff. So like we can just push the game back a day. Um, so I think they've handled it pretty well in that, in that, um, in that realm. Um, so when I look at the situation with the, uh, you know, with the Tennessee Titans, the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Patriots and all that kind of stuff, I see a, I kind of see it as a little bit similar to when the MLB season started and the Marlins were the first team to start with this like COVID outbreak where everyone freaked out. Everyone was 
worrying about, oh my gosh, this team seems like, you know, it, this MLB season is not going to, not going to finish all the way through, you know, this team is so idiotic and everything is going wrong. And it was very reactionary, you know, when it first started. However, um, the NFL responded quickly and look, they postponed the Titans and the Steelers game to, um, you know, I think what week eight or week nine. And then they changed around the bye weeks because the Steelers and the um, Ravens have the same bye week. So they push their weeks, you know, around. And then with the Patriots and the Chiefs, they clearly were just like, okay, one player from these teams has clearly just, you know, clearly had COVID-19 and we're going to just work around that and just push it into, you know, a Monday night slate where, uh, you know, it fits in, it'll be still prime time and they'll probably get more revenue out of it because everyone will be able to watch it nationally, you know, nationally, it'll be a nationally televised game. The NFL is the most well-run league of all these sports. And I think it's a little ridiculous to think to yourselves and say, Oh, these teams are not going to figure out a way out of this COVID nineteen, you know, schedule. I, I think the MLB, they were the first, you know, sports team to kind of do without a bubble. So it seemed a little bit more chaotic when they had to deal with this problem. Whereas the NFL, they had months to plan this kind of thing. And when that, you know, situation came to them, they figured it out almost immediately. They figured out, you know, bye weeks, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they made a you know a backup plan for it. My fear, though, is now how are some of these teams that aren't affected by COVID themselves? How do they feel about it? The Chiefs are playing three games in the span of ten days now, which is a huge thing for players that probably want have rest, and they're not going to have that rest. Look, the Chiefs are arguably one of the best teams in football right now. Ten, three games in 10 days is a lot to ask. They're playing tomorrow, then they play Sunday, then they play Thursday. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. And you're playing against yeah. the Patriots, the Raiders, and the Bills. That's three good yeah. teams Wow! in the span of 10 days. That's a lot to ask. That's a lot to ask Patrick Mahomes. That's a lot to ask you know, your defense. That's a lot to ask your offensive linemen. You know, it. I can't say to myself, you know, oh, yeah, you know, oh, they worked it out fine. They, they all worked it all well. But, you know, there's I, – I think there will be some logistical issues going ahead if this is an, a weekly occurrence, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, where you're coming from, of course, totally makes sense. Um, that it could become a more of a significant problem, especially because it's not like baseball where they play almost every day. They have occasional off days here and there. You can make thing, uh, you know, you can make scheduling changes pretty easily. Football, you can't exactly do that because really you're just playing once a week. Um, so it's not as easy to reschedule games as it is in baseball, of course. Um, but I certainly do think that I'm sure, you know, after seeing these outbreaks in the baseball season, um, and seeing how MLB handled that and, you know, kind of survived that, um, that at this point, you know, the NFL probably saw that and, you know, they, they have all their protocols in place and everything that they were going to do. Um, I think some things they should have done differently this year 
Um, they definitely should have gotten rid of Thursday night games. Um, I see no point of having that this year and just have everybody scheduled for Sunday or Monday or even Saturday. Um, except for maybe like opening night, of course, and then maybe like the Thanksgiving games they could have made an exception for. But I see no point of having to watch like Titans, Texans or Dolphins, Jaguars on a Thursday night. Um, and that just shortens the weeks. And then, of course, with, you know, these issues with um, games getting postponed, that just makes things even more complicated with, you know, too many games and too small of a span, a time span. Um, and I think, honestly, I think Tyler talked about this as well um, in the past of having like just an extra week on the end of the schedule in case you need to push things out to the end um, like that. So it almost thing wish you had like almost just like a league wide bye week, maybe like a, basically like a week 18 at the end before the playoffs start, just in case you kind of get stuck with scheduling and have to push out some games even further. And with, with the Thursday nights, I think actually normally I would agree, but I think this year, if, if there's ever going to be a year where you're going to have Thursday night games, I think this is it because I think viewership is probably through the roof. So the, for the players, I mean, it sucks true. and the teams, it sucks, but the league mm-hmm. is probably profiting like insane amounts. Like, before we went through this whole no sports thing for months, I don't know how many people would have watched Broncos Jets, but now everyone was like, oh my God, I'm never going to turn off another football game now that we've had <laughs> it taken away from us. But yeah, I think like a bye week like that would make sense. Um, but one thing I was talking with someone else today, one issue with that is the teams that get a bye going like the number one seed or whatever, would you really want to give them two weeks off? Because at that point, you are could be dealing with significant rust. If you take two games off like is that right. giving the number one seed like a big disadvantage or and one thing that i even just just thought of was what if they did like a like a league-wide bye week just like in the middle of the season or even if they did like split the league in half and did like half the, half mm, the teams yeah. play on week 10 and half have off and then half play on week 11 and the other play so that well, I get, but then what if something happens between weeks 12 and something? That would have been a fantasy football. Oh, my football God. Game. Don't even get me started on that. Don't even get me started. <laughs> like, look, I, I, I already have to deal with enough bullshit, you know, this week with, you know, uh, players going on COVID and all that kind of, you know. I, I'm actually benefiting this week because a lot of players uh, that I was facing this week were on the Steelers and the Titans and the, you know, uh, Chiefs and the Patriots <laughs> and, uh, you know. I, I was play, actually supposed to play against Juju Smith Schuster, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose. It's gonna be whatever." I now have a sixty percent chance of winning. I'm, I'm happy now, but I'm sure like fantasy is just like, dude, I, you know what? It's up to your commissioner at this point. Fuck off. We don't really know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that. Um, you know, we we saw kind of the first of it this week. I'm sure it, this no. probably won't be the end of it. Um, hopefully it is, but we'll see what happens going forward. Um, so otherwise, I mean, we can just kind of briefly jump into the games from this week. I think we should start with, um, well, actually we finished last week with that Sunday night game. Um, and then we had the Ravens chiefs game on Monday, um, that we could talk about really quickly since of course we didn't get to that one. Um, I know the chiefs kind of, I mean, the Ravens didn't really look good. The Chiefs looked pretty good. Um, I don't know how much else there is to say there, um, but the Chiefs certainly look like the favorites, mm. especially in the AFC. No, I mean, yeah. if 
if the Ravens, when they get into the playoffs, if they fall behind in any game, they're in trouble. I mean, that's just the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway, and I, we saw that in the playoffs last year. They're a very good team, but when they're down, I mean, they're they're in trouble. No, uh, I definitely think the Chiefs are probably the top team in the AFC right now, which, uh, you know, there were people going into this year saying to them, you know, saying, including myself, like the Ravens are the team to beat. The, t- the Ravens look unstoppable. They can go seven and uh, they can go, you know, 16 and oh, they they could potentially be this good. But the fact that I was so stupid to forget about the Chiefs and their incredible offense, their incredible their defense as well. You know, the the Chiefs are clearly the end all be all and the clear favorite of this conference right now. So any doubt against them is ridiculous in my book. And and you know what? Another thing that I realized too after watching this Chiefs Ravens game was Patrick Mahomes is clearly the better quarterback in that conference, and clearly separating himself more and more from his competition. Lamar Jackson had an amazing year last year. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Lamar Jackson had his first rushing touchdown of the season today. That, if you told someone that, you know, at the beginning of the, like right before the season started, they wouldn't believe you. They would think to yourself, like, oh, he's going to have like a rushing touchdown every, every week. Instead, it's you know he had his yeah. first rushing touchdown today. I'm I'm shocked. I I can't believe that. So <laughs> I I think you're starting to see the separation now though between like Patrick Mahomes, who's clearly an elite elite level talent, elite quarterback, and is just playing a whole different ball game than anyone else around him, and Lamar Jackson, who defenses are now starting to get adjusted to and starting to realize, okay, we know his weaknesses, we know how he is we can figure him out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think the Ravens definitely have a lot of things to work on. Um, certainly a really good team, probably still the favorite mm-hmm. in their specific division. Um, but if they want to, you know, come out and win the conference, I think that, you know, they do have a lot of things to work on. Um, so yeah, we're just going to keep it brief. I would say for most of these games this week. Um, so let's jump to the, um, the barn burner that was the Thursday night game between the Broncos and the Jets, which was actually quite higher scoring than I would have expected. Um, Broncos won 37 to 28. The Jets found the end zone. Um, so that was good. I mean, Sam Darnold looked not as bad as his first three games. That's for sure. You know, he was, he was slinging it down the field. We saw his wheels on that one crazy run he had. Um, so he, he was showing some signs of life for sure. And then he unfortunately had an injury. I believe he's actually going to be out mm-hmm. a few weeks at this point. Um, something with his shoulder. Yeah, it was like an AC joint here. sprain or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a shame because it, it, he was looking he, pretty right, good. He, he looked like, okay, good for know, that first they're, they're play where out. he, you know, <laughs> ran over all that no, defense yeah. for the Broncos. Yeah, okay. I, I shouldn't and say then... pretty good. Okay. He was looking, you know, he 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 was able to, you know, they were able to move the ball a bit more than their first three games. I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Um they I wouldn't say good, but you know, he certainly looked a little bit I, better. I don't know. I just I have a hard time hating on Sam Darnold. I I feel like with a better team he would be at least at least service. Yeah, I, mean, I, I certainly don't think it's totally. Look, I'm his looking fault. at the stats right now. He got sacked six times. Their rushing attack, Darnold had six rushes for 84 yards. 
And then their next best guy was Frank Gore, 13 carries, 30 yards. That's an average of 2.3 yards per carry. So, like, I feel like, I don't know, I can't really put it all on Darnold. But, like, I feel like we're being robbed. Definitely not. Darnold could just be bad, but it's hard. It's so hard to tell when you're – the rest of the team is awful, too. Yeah, I mean, and there's the just – staff is not great. No, I look- want to say that Darnold's, like, a, <laughs> the good part, like, and he's being, like – thrown into this bad situation, but like he could be bad or he could be good. We just, we don't know. No, when I look at Sam Donner right now, I see a quarterback that when he was at USC, when he won the Rose bowl, when he was like a clear top, you know, three pick in the draft talent. I see a guy that should absolutely be at the top of his game right now. And clearly just, you know, kicking ass and all that stuff right now. He has been through two different head coaches in his three years as a New York Jets quarterback. He has been in two different offensive schemes, one of them being something that maybe he is okay with, and then another one being absolutely terrible under Adam Gase, who's an apparent quarterback guru. His offensive line was abysmal (laughs) last year and is not that much better this year, even though they drafted – a pretty okay, you know, left tackle in Makai Becton. But I exactly who they played, who they played that is hurt, and now he'll probably be out even <laughs> longer. Um, Sam Darnold, I don't think, is the biggest issue with the Jets. I think the biggest issue with the Jets is that they are an organization that is inept and is in a and unable to just draft talent around players that need talent. So Look, you know, and we'll get into the with the other New York team, but I feel like there is just mm-hmm. this is a this is a quarterback who you know can be good, but the organization itself gets in its own way and puts terrible, you know, talent around him, puts terrible um, you know, coaches around him, just is organizationally fucking him over and instead now they're going to probably end up drafting Trevor Lawrence if they have the first overall pick so you know and I mean is that going to go any different than the way it's gone with Darnold no you can't expect to just draft some super talented guy with a high ceiling and just expect him to be yeah you 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 need to to bring in a new coach you have to bring in the coaches to help him you have to bring in help around him on the field uh, it's just a whole. And that's why they're probably going to draft. That's... You know, I I hope for yeah. the Jets' sake they hire like Eric Bieniemy. You know, next season. Right. That's right. that's a coach that I think mm-hmm. could absolutely help them. But you know, we'll see. But the Jets will jet. So who knows? Yes, absolutely. Um, so let's jump to today's games. Um, we'll start with the early slot. So Bengals beat the Jaguars. Um. Joe Burrow had a had a pretty solid game. Got his first career NFL win, um, and Joe Mixon right. finally came mm-hmm. out and decided to play well. Three three total touchdowns. So that I think he was kind of the big big thing of that game. The Bengals aren't aren't as bad, I would say, as the Bengals of last year. Um, it seems like they're starting to get it together a little bit. They definitely put up a lot of yards on the Jags. Jags don't really look too much different. Um, than these past few weeks. I mean, they have a couple playmakers on the offense. Besides that, they don't really have enough talent to win too many games, Um, but not too much in terms of storylines in that game. Um, 
just kind of the you know the Bengals pulling that one out. Yeah, no, uh, I definitely think the Bengals are better than their record shows. They have an offense that can play well. Their defense is not great, but Joe Burrow has defied all expectations that I had of him. I honestly thought he was going to be a bust. I'm being totally honest, and he's played way better than I could have ever expected. Wow. Um, I think they have a quarterback that they will have for years. This is clearly a team that is young and has a lot of work to go through, but you know, there is a, there's a lot of good to come out of this team and I'm glad they got their first win today because my team couldn't clearly do that. So <laughs> yeah, I think Mixon's the, if they want to like in terms of success for this year, Mixon it's, it's going to be like make or break for them this season. Mm-hmm. If he can run the ball like he did today, they're, I think they're going to shock some people and win a good amount of games. But if he keeps doing what he was doing earlier in the year, then they're going to be they're going to end up with a top ten pick. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so next game, the this was probably one of the most exciting games of the day: the Browns <laughs> and the Cowboys. Um, the Browns ended up winning forty nine to thirty eight. That's like a Big Twelve score. Um, so the Browns came pretty close to blowing a pretty big lead. They were up 41 to 14, um, going into the fourth quarter, 41 to 14, the Cowboys rattled off three touchdowns, um, to cut it to 41 to 38 with just about three and a half minutes left. Um, and it was like, whoa. And, you know, they still had timeouts and everything. Um, they went, uh, you know, they, they didn't do an onside kick, I believe. I believe, you know, they let the Browns have a possession. And then Odell Beckham Jr. had Pain. a crazy run. Um, yes, he it was, you know, he, he was like running backwards at one point. Then he flipped around, found a hole, and boom, went 50 yards for a score. And that was the dagger right there. Like I said, with about just under three and a half minutes left in that game. So kind of classic Cowboys here in terms of uh, their pain as a fan base um, of coming, you know, digging yourself this massive hole in the first half and really the first three quarters. And then, you know, crawling your way all the way back just to kind of blow it up in terms of, you know, the defense um, and just in general, kind of in the end there. Um, But what a wild game. Odell Beckham had some great numbers. Um, I believe he caught a, quite the touchdown pass from Jarvis Landry also. Um, but yeah, yeah, he had two touchdowns or um, two receiving touchdowns. Baker Mayfield threw two as well. Dak threw for 502 yeah, yards, um, but that doesn't matter when you're not winning the game. Um, but so it's, it's not Dak. It's not Dak for sure. Mm. He's, he's good. He's a very good quarterback. You know, he's, they got a good offense. Ezekiel Elliott was yeah, bullshit, not really a factor right. at all. 12 carries, 54 yards. <laughs> I'm sorry for your fantasy team. Um, but I, I do think the main issue is Dallas's defense, just with all the injuries, they have some significant holes there. Um, and hence why they're giving up. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say too. Is the Cowboys, like the last few years, ever since they got Zeke really, their attack has always just kind of been on the ground first, and then Dak can just kind of distribute, keep some sort of air game going. But then when they got Cooper and now they drafted CeeDee Lamb, like their offense as a whole is pretty disgusting mm-hmm. and the fact that Dak Prescott had 502 yards and they lost is pretty remarkable um and I mean it feels like every week you look up at the score and they have in the 30s or 40s 
So I think you're right. I think the defense is the big issue here. You know, if yeah. I'm being honest with you guys, I know the storyline of this game was the Cowboys defense, the Cowboys, you know, sucking the Cowboys, blowing it against the Browns and all that kind of stuff. My storyline is the Browns themselves. This is the first time the Browns have started their season, what, three and one since how long? And not only that, the fact that they put up 41 mm-hmm. points, they're putting up college you know, like scores against a team that is supposedly supposed to be the best team in the NFC East right now. Um, Look, I understand the Cowboys defense is rattled and they are clearly not doing as well as they should be, but I have to give credit. I have to give credit to Kevin Stefanski on how he's handling this Browns team right now. Mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry made an amazing throw to Odell Beckham Jr. in this game. There's they made some crazy yeah, offensive crazy. plays. Odell had that amazing you know touchdown at the end of the game to ice the game you know for the Browns and kill the Cowboys' hopes of even coming back. There's a lot about this Browns team right now that I think as a Browns fan you should be excited about and. I think you should really, you know, not take this Browns team lightly. I think they're a lot better than we all expected them to be this year. And the AFC North is a lot more stacked than we believe them to be. You know, after their blowout loss to the Ravens in week one, the Browns have been surprisingly pretty decent so far through this NFL season. Granted, look, they've played against some Mm -hmm. mediocre teams. In that time frame, which I get it, you know, makes them not look as sexy as maybe this game did. But you're, it's hard to say though that this team isn't, you know, isn't dangerous to play against, especially with the amount of talent that they have on this team. And, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that they're, they're playing up to their, what their expectations were going into, this season, like they could be a potential playoff team. So, um, you know, the storyline I'm sure for, you know, the week is going to be that the Cowboys choke, they suck, they're bad, whatever. I'm going to make the storyline for, at least for me, the Browns look like a good team right now. So I'm going to, that's yeah, all I'm going to say on that. I mean, their offense has scored yeah. 34 or more points each of the last, three each weeks. of the last three weeks. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously the Bengals, Washington mm-hmm. and Dallas, those aren't the greatest defenses, but I mean, that's impressive regardless. Mm-hmm. And then you look ahead in the Brown schedule next week, they're playing mm-hmm. Indianapolis, which is like a sneaky good game. It's going to be a nice test for Cleveland's offense, who is going against statistically the top defense in the NFL. And it'll be a nice test for the Colts defense. So I think that's going to be a mm-hmm. sneaky, sneaky, nice matchup there. All right. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, certainly I think, um, you know, I think Baker Mayfield, they, you know, him and then, of course, Landry and OBJ, kind of the stars of that offense, have, you know, started to figure it out. Oh, the yeah. Nick Chubb injury, um, oh. we're not sure he did leave the game. That could hurt them. I mean, they do have Kareem Hunt as well. But still, I mean, you know, uh, someone like mm-hmm. that going down certainly will hurt them a bit. Um, and then Miles Garrett honestly looks like an all pro on their defense back there. Um, so certainly an interesting team to take a look at going forward. Um so next game here, and like I said, we'll just kind of cover these lightly. The Saints beat yes. the Lions 35-29. to 29. The Saints are back to 500, 2-2. Two two. Um, the Saints actually scored five straight touchdowns. Um, they were down, I believe, 14-7 to seven 
Um, and then they went up 35-14. And then um, the Lions made it 35-29. to um, And that was really it. So, uh, yeah, they, I mean, it was a close game. I know that last Lions touchdown to bring it within one possession was close to getting to, like, garbage time. Um, but, you know, still a decent game. I don't think the Lions are awful, um, but I certainly do think the Saints are the better team. Um, and, you know, you definitely saw they had some depth today um, as, you know, their their second running back, Latavius Murray, had two touchdowns. Um, Drew Brees certainly looked all right, two touchdowns. Matthew Stafford looked all right. But besides that, yeah, you I know, think nothing the Lions, like you said, they're not the greatest team. But I feel like at some point late in the year, they're going to just completely upset some playoff contender and ruin their season. Yeah, they could definitely exactly. play spoiler to like Green Bay or you know, I think they're kind of frisky you know, like a, a that. They're opponent. Pull off something like that. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely went into this game thinking that the Lions were going to win it. Uh, just being totally honest, um, the Saints to me in the last two weeks have just not <laughs> looked like the Saints that I expect them to look like. They don't look like the division winners that I believe them to be. They did not look like the same team that destroyed the Buccaneers in week one. They don't look like the same team that has been a consistent playoff dangerous team the last two years. However, um, the Saints look like what they should right now. Drew Brees, I think, is going to retire after this season, but he played a damn good game today. He has his offensive uh, weapons back. Uh, He looks all right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know... I think the Saints are – I'm not going to say they're back, but they're back. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think just – you know, I, I think they'll be – they'll probably end up winning the division. Um, but, yeah, definitely not as dominant as they've been in the past few years. Um, unless anything significantly changes, I, I you know, I don't see them coming out of, like, the NFC. Um, but who knows? A lot of things could change between now and then for sure. Um, you know, in terms of that, if Michael Thomas comes back and gets healthy as well, um, he, you know, they could, that could kind of revamp their offense for sure. Um, so next game, the Seahawks remain at four and oh, they remain undefeated now at four and oh, uh, they beat the Dolphins 31 to 23. Honestly, the score, I mean, this game is even closer than what the score says of just an eight point win. Um, the I believe the Dolphins were up um, no, all the way up. into um, no they weren't up I, I just I remember watching uh, you know I was I was checking in on this game earlier yes it, it, it was close yep. into the fourth quarter I'll say that then the Seahawks kind of pulled away um, which was kind of a surprise considering how the Seahawks and Russell Wilson has looked like the clear MVP the Seahawks have looked like the favorite in the NFC at the moment um, and you know the Dolphins really hung tight with them. Um, I wouldn't say anybody had a standout game besides, you know, Russell Wilson doing his standard 360 yards, two touchdowns. Chris Carson had two touchdowns. Um, but, you know, I, I wasn't the Seahawks we saw against Dallas last week for sure. Um, but, you know, they still managed to kind of pull it out um, and, you know, get kind of get a great. You know, I looked at this game, game before uh, today and I said to myself, this is going to be like the this, I thought to myself, this is going to be the Seahawks first kind of difficult game because the Miami Dolphins are a hard team to like figure out and understand. They're pesky. They'll pesky. win games that no one expects them to win. They'll lose games. Everyone expects them to lose. They are a team <laughs> that has amazing talent, yet they just can't figure it out. But 
they'll still make you play for every single down. They are a tough team to beat, even though they're not a good team. Russell Wilson has God on his side this year. And he's also my fantasy quarterback in every single league that I'm playing in. So I am obviously biased, but I can't imagine Russell Wilson having a bad game. The fact that he threw an interception this game makes me like, like miserable because I think he's having an amazing year so far. And I think (laughs) he is the clear MVP of the year of the season so far. So when he throws like these amazing passes to DK Metcalf, who is an honestly, probably the steal of the 2019 draft, in my opinion right now, it makes me happy that um, the Seahawks are having as good of a year as they are because they are clearly, you know, they're the best team in their division. They're the best team in the NFC. Russell Wilson is, has got on a side this year and, you know, they, they played a good game. They won. They won. However, this also to me at least shows the dolphins aren't, you know, screwing around. They're a good team. They, they're a good team that, or just, you know, in a shitty situation because they have Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback. And they're when they have Tua actually playing, I think they'll be a lot scarier than you think. And they'll be pesky <laughs> for they'll be pesky for teams like the Bills yeah, and the Patriots down the line. They're gonna destroy the Jets. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> but um the Dolphins are a good team on yeah, paper. I think we- <laughs> we kind of saw that a little bit last year too. Everyone expected them to like tank and be like oh and sixteen, but like sneakily they won. I don't know for sure, but like six games. Yeah, like they were they were in a lot of games, and I feel like we're kind of seeing that early this year, and this one kind of proved it. Um, I don't have any real takeaways from this game other than I don't know. It's kind of what I expected, except maybe a little closer score. Um, like mm-hmm. Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick was okay, not. Nothing special, but did have interceptions. Um, and then Seahawks, I mean, you look at their stats, the box score, and I mean, that's just exactly what you would expect other than uh, Tyler Lockett, only two catches, which I know Ryan had him in fantasy this week and I was playing against him. So that was huge. Um, but other than that, <laughs> I agree with basically everything Ryan just said about the Dolphins. And I mean, there's no reason to worry about the Seahawks here. No. And we're not going to talk about the Tyler Lockett either because, you know, like, you know, I guess Russell Wilson just hated us in this week, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so next game, game, Bucks Chargers. That was actually a pretty decent game. The Bucks won thirty-eight thirty-one. Um, the Bucks look have looked pretty decent, of course, with um new and improved Tom Brady on the uh on the Bucks side now. Um, he had five touchdowns, 369 yards. So I think this was kind of like the Bucks breakout offense game with what we expected to see from them. Um, Mike Evans had 122 receiving yards. Um, so, you know, I think this is what we're going to see from the Bucks moving forward. You know, these pretty high-scoring offensive games. Um, and, yeah, this one kind of came down to the wire. Um, the, the Bucks and Chargers were trading touchdowns a bit. I mean, the Chargers were up 24-7 to at one point, but just kind of 
kind of fizzled out after that. Um, and I, that's what's going to happen when you have a young rookie, Justin Herbert, as your quarterback. I mean, he did have three touchdowns through for two, 290 yards. I was watching a lot of this game. He had some great throws, um, clearly has some significant arm strength as well. Um, mm. And I know he did throw one big interception, as did Tom Brady. Um, but certainly, I mean, he looks promising. And I, I would, I honestly, and I was thinking about this earlier, you can't, I think you, no. you can't bring back Tyrod no. Taylor and start him once he's healthy. I think Herbert has shown a lot of good signs here. And I think he's got to be your guy going forward as much as like, it's unfortunate to Tyrod Taylor, but this is the, you know, this is the situation. And I think, um, you know, that that's the decision that they should make. Yeah, and that's, and I mean, ultimately that's why they the brought in Tyrod future. Taylor. So I don't, wouldn't really feel bad for him. I feel like we kind of expected this to happen at some point. It just happened a lot sooner than we thought. Um, but yeah, That's I think true, I yeah. had two takeaways from this game. One is what you're saying. I think Herbert's legit. He's like an NFL quarterback. Uh, he makes some great throws, makes some dumb mistakes. But I mean, what rookie mm-hmm. doesn't? Um, and then my second takeaway was the second right. Austin Eckler went out. That's when the game turned, kind of, because. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He did have a significant injury, which I believe I read a report that they said so, at yeah, this when point, he was out, probably I mean, going to sideline him for multiple weeks. Uh, Justin Jackson, six carries, nine yards. Joshua Kelly, nine yards, nine carries, seven yards. And the turning point of the game was a Joshua Kelly fumble, like right before the half <laughs> inside the five-yard line. So that, I think, if he doesn't fumble, mm-hmm. that, I think it's a totally different game and we're talking about. Right, I yeah, because that's a point swing right there. If they score a touchdown there, and I don't know, I forget who had the ball out of the half, but that can completely yeah, swing. I think if um, they don't fumble there, I think the points. Chargers win this game. I, they were pretty impressive. That's my biggest takeaway. You know, um, so uh, I won't lie uh-huh. to you guys. Um, you know, when Justin Herbert was supposedly going to be the quarterback to come out of the 2019, you know, NFL draft. I was very high on him. And I said to myself, that's the guy I want the giants to draft. He went back to Oregon for a senior year. And we ended up drafting Daniel Jones, who I'm not upset that we drafted because I do like Daniel Jones a lot. Justin Herbert though, is showing off why he is a NFL quarterback, why he is an amazing talent, why he is a guy that every team had. Well, he's a guy that every team had on their radar and he's proving it every single day being on this chargers team right now. He is clearly an NFL talent. He's clearly playing at a great level. He's making mistakes, obviously, but he is, he has a cannon for an arm. He has accuracy unlike anything else. And he's the typical Pac-12 quarterback that comes out of the draft and is phenomenal for any team that comes their way. He I I the obviously the Chargers mm-hmm. lost the game. They've lost, you know, three straight weeks with him starting. And it sucks. But all of these losses have not been on Justin Herbert. He makes mistakes, he turns it over. I understand that, but Fuck, man, he's made some really awesome plays that kind of take the breath out of me. And I I can't, yeah. you know, I, I can't say to myself definitively and, you know, and knock him too much because he made some sick throws today that I don't know if Daniel Jones will ever make, you know, at least this season right now. And it, I, I have to go there because I, I, oh. I got to be honest. You had to go and, there. Um, 
I think I think uh, the Chargers have a very good future ahead of them, and I think that AFC West division. Yeah, they have Pat. Yeah, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. That's amazing. They have the best quarterback in the league right now. That's awesome. Super. Justin Herbert is not someone to trifle with, and the Bucks were lucky that Tom Brady and their offense were able to come back as well as they did after that abysmal first half that they had, you know, Tom Brady throws a pick six, their defense can't stop anything that this charge offense is throwing at them. I will say, you know, I'm the, the game definitely turned around the second half and Tom Brady figured it out, picked apart the defense and really made this Chargers pay for their mistakes. But, um, I think Justin Herbert's legit after watching this game. And, uh, that's my takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so next game up, the Ravens beat the Washington Fighting Football teams 31 to 17. Um, the Ravens, of course, we talked about them earlier. They're three and one. Um, Washington, I mean, not looking that great, of course. You got a lot of young players. Um, Antonio Gibson, the running back, the young Memphis. running back out of um, that's on Washington. This was kind of his breakout game that people were ex- expecting. 13 carries, 46 yards, one touchdown. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Dwayne Haskins, you know, he he did throw for 314 yards. Um, I, I know, you know, the, the Ravens looked pretty good this game. They got the win. But I think the storyline was that the Redskins, uh, excuse me, excuse me, the R words um, came out with a. I, I don't know who said this. If someone in their, you know, um, in their organization said it, but they were open to like, you know, moving on from Dwayne Haskins and drafting a new quarterback um, or whatever it may be. Um, which this came with a lot of criticism, and I agree with the criticism because. Um, you know, you have a lot of young talent around him. You have kind of a brand new coaching scheme in there with Ron Rivera. Um, it, it definitely wouldn't hurt to give him some time and try to figure things out. Um, he's had, I think he's only had like 10 total starts too. Um, so, I mean, what do you really expect out of him? Obviously he hasn't looked great. They're not really winning games, but uh, yeah, I think I mean, it would be I a little really bit ridiculous see a to lot kind of move this on game, from him already at this point. I think point. the biggest takeaway is that, I mean, Haskins – 32 of 45 for 314 like that's against a pretty good Ravens defense so that's nothing to scoff at at all uh, and then to Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin showed up I mean that's a decent game from their offense but I mean the Ravens are just better in general so uh hot take hot take hot mm-hmm. take alert hot take alert yeah for sure I think Dwayne Haskins is absolute trash I think <laughs> um any Ohio State quarterback that comes to the NFL is trash, but all right. I'm sorry. All right. I had the same feeling about Dwayne Haskins from the moment he came out and said he want, he was going into the NFL draft. I don't think he's a good quarterback outside of Ryan day slash urban Meyer scheme. I just don't think he's that good of a quarterback. And that's just totally me. Justin Fields is going to be the same exact way as Dwayne Haskins. The moment they leave that scheme out of Ohio state, they're not going to be that good. And to me, Dwayne Haskins. Yes. I understand Mm -hmm. he doesn't have that much talent around him, but there are quarterbacks who are young and who don't who have the same amount of playing time as these 
quarterbacks now, and they clearly look better and more ready for these defenses and these schemes than Dwayne Haskins does. Dwayne Haskins, I understand he went through, he's been through three different head coaches in his time as a Washington football team member. That's (laughs) fine and dandy, but he clearly does not look like a guy that belongs in the NFL right now, at least right now. And I, I don't disagree with Washington wanting to potentially draft a quarterback because Dwayne Haskins kind of fell to them and Dan Snyder was like, yes, we're going to take him because the Giants didn't take him. And they did the same thing with like Montez Sweat where they're like, we're going to take Montez <laughs> Sweat because the Giants didn't take Montez Sweat. The the Washington football team, or you know Washington's football team, whatever the hell they want to call themselves over the next like three years, they they don't know how to draft. And Dwayne Haskins is a perfect amalgamation of them not knowing how to draft. And I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he will be a good quarterback. And I'm not surprised that there were discussions of this already happening because. I said from the beginning, I did not want him to be my quarterback and I expected nothing less than him, you know, doing this. So that's just me. Uh, I think Washington football team is one of the worst teams in the NFL. They just, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they only have a win on their record because they played against an Eagles team. That is abysmal right now, even though somehow the Eagles are up eight, seven against the 49ers, but you know, that's, that's another rant for another time. So whatever. But uh, eight to seven. That's that's my take. <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna make not um, as much of a hot take, but I kind of agree with Ryan. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Haskins is anything special. Um, I think if unless he kind of does what he did today for the rest of the year, I think they will take a new quarterback. Um, depending on where they land in the draft, and with probably a totally re- new rebrand, I feel like mm-hmm. they'll want a new quarterback to kind of shift in not really culture, but just kind of like who they are. If they take Justin Fields, that'll be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious, honestly. Um, so, yeah, that, that wraps up that game. Um, so the Panthers beat the Cardinals 31-21. Um, once again, nothing with any really significant storylines. Um, the Panthers definitely look like they made some adjustments and played a lot better. Um, they beat a decent Cardinals team that's now lost two straight. Um, you know, Kyler Murray didn't have any insane game. DeAndre Hopkins was not a factor whatsoever. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater probably had his best game of the year. 276 passing yards, two touchdowns, only through one pick. He also broke off for a pretty crazy touchdown run as well. Um and I mean, not really too much else to say besides well, that just, game. I think um, Kyler Murray's line was a little weird. Twenty-four, well. thirty-one for one hundred and thirty-three yards. I feel like that's just—I don't know why that was. I didn't see a lot of this game, but that's definitely mm. sticks out. Mm-hmm. It's definitely <laughs> not something you see every day. Yeah, now I think you're starting to see the Cardinals are not as good as um, they looked in the first two weeks, and Kyler Murray's. Uh, I think Kyler Murray is still, you know, a very good talent. I think the Cardinals defense though is a lot worse than 
it looked in those first two weeks. Isaiah Simmons is clearly not doing it for them as much as, you know, they probably were expecting him to be. I think he's allowed like the most amount of um, like the passing touchdowns as a rookie in that position. So, you know, we'll see, but I, I think the Cardinals, they're, they're showing their kinks a lot more than you think. And they're mm-hmm. probably not as good as everyone thought they were in the first two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. Um, so mm-hmm. last game with the early slate, the Vikings beat the Texans um, battle of winless teams, 31-23. Um, I mean, Dalvin Cook had a good game. Um, he had two touchdowns. Um, Kirk Cousins, eh, I mean, oh. he did okay. Nothing oh. insane. Um, you know, the, the Vikings, I wouldn't say they looked amazing or anything. Um, and then the Texans down to 0-4 at this point. Um, you know, it's just going, getting worse and worse in Houston. I know a lot of people are not fans of head coach slash GM Bill O'Brien and how he runs things. Um, and, you know, Deshaun Watson, he did have 300 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, no, uh, the Texans look like an absolute dumpster fire right now. And it's hilarious. I think the Vikings are a lot better than 0-3. And I think they are a much better team. <laughs> exactly. I think they're a much better team than They'll probably people expect them labs. to be. So I, I think this win is the first of many. And I think they'll eventually, I don't think they're going to win the division, but they're going to make a run and they're going to be awfully close towards the end of the season to being a playoff team. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the Vikings offense is really, really good. Um, they put up in their games 34, 11, but that's not really uh, then 30 points and then 31 points. So they're scoring 30 points a game. So if they can keep that up, I mean, their defense is still pretty solid too. I agree with Ryan. They're better than the one and three. Um, they do have a tough schedule coming up, though. They got Seahawks next week, and then the Falcons, mm-hmm. which I think they could probably win. But then you got a bye week, and then you got Packers. So I don't know. I feel like these next few weeks are really going to be decide like how the rest of the season goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's jump into the later slate. Um, so Tyler's Colts beat the Bears. The Bears now are have suffered their first loss after their fraudulent three and zero start. Um, nineteen to eleven was the final score. Um, Philip Rivers played all right. Um, I mean, they're really. I feel like the offense wasn't that big. This is you know, your your kicker kicked four field goals, and that was plus a touchdown, and that was basically the difference. Um, and you know, the bears had a very late touchdown as well. Um, so I feel like this game was more defensive minded. Absolutely. Um, um, this was kind of like a Midwest probably like, Big Ten style game. I felt like that the whole time, uh, rivers kind of struggled. Foles kind of struggled. Neither of them really got yeah. like a rhythm at all. Um, and like you said, I think both defenses played very well. Um, and that's my, as a Colts fan, like, I think that's huge. I mean, that defense is legit. Uh, they have, now they've done it back to back weeks. Like I said, uh, Cleveland is going to be a tough test mm-hmm. next week. Um, but on the offensive side of the ball, uh, they did not look all that great. And like the Bears have a good defense, but I don't know. They just lacked like a rhythm, but hopefully they can get a little more healthy and carry that into next week or not next week because they're not going to get healthy this week, but in later weeks. 
Yeah, now, uh, the Colts, I, I look, I, I picked the Bears mm. to win this game this week because I thought the Bears were a lot better than people gave them, you know, like gave them credit for. And I was clearly wrong about that because they looked terrible today. Um, I think the Colts are legit. I think the Colts have a very good chance at winning this division. They are clearly the best defense in that division, and they have very much aspirations of going a very far distance in the playoffs this year. So I think the Colts are a very good team to me. I think this game just showed the ineptitude of the bears organization right now, because you, you, you benched Trubisky last week to bring Nick Foles. And then Nick Foles is now your starting QB this week. And he is inept as well. So really like Matt is Matt Nagy, the offensive genius that he thought he was, or is it just, this team is just not good. And now they have their first loss of the season. They have a tough schedule ahead. I think the Bears were one of those like false king kind of 3 and 0 teams that suffered their first loss and they're clearly not that they're not that good. So, we'll see. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. another game, Pain. the Bills moved to 4 and 0, beat the Raiders 30 to 23. Um once again, final score a little bit closer, I feel like, than the game was, at least in the later part of the game, um, as once the Raiders got a garbage-time touchdown. Um, it was close, I would say, the whole first half. Um, you know, they were trading field goals and touchdowns, um, but then, you know, the Bills definitely the better team. Josh Allen's looked very, very strong. Um, he had 288 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I mean, Derek Carr played well as well. 311 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, the Raiders are certainly a, a, definitely a good team. Um, but I think, you know, the Bills have looked very strong. Yeah, and I, um, I picked and the Ra- course, Raiders to win this one. I thought that it was like a nice, not really a trap game, but kind of like a sneaky Bills would kind of 3-0, and just kind of walk in, think they were going to roll over them, and then mm-hmm. get kind of caught off guard by the Raiders. But, I mean, the Raiders didn't win, but it certainly was a, pretty close game and Mm -hmm. josh allen there has that injury scare so that kind of took took a little breath out of them but he came right back um and i think my biggest takeaway is stefan diggs is a legit number one receiver in the nfl um and he has completely changed that team no uh the bills are legit Mm -hmm. they are I, I think the Bills are a top two team in the AFC right now. Uh, them and the Chiefs are probably going to be the one and two seed in that divi- in this conference. Um, and also the fact that, you know, I, I think this is going to shut up all the Bills haters that shat on them for trading a number one pick for Stephon Diggs. Because, look, the Bills are clearly much better than they were last year when they didn't have Stefan Diggs and they're 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 in they're in for it now. They they're a win now team. They want to go to the Super Bowl. They want to win that conference. They want to play their best football. Um and Stefan Diggs absolutely adds that element. So um I was an idiot for thinking the Raiders were gonna win this game. But uh the Bills are legit and I think the Bills are really, 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 really good. So that's my take. Yeah. Um, 
I think mm-hmm. that, you know, they're, they're definitely good. Um, I don't think they're on like the chiefs level at this point. Um, but you know, as we go forward, we'll, we'll see what happens, especially if they do, you know, face another very strong team like that in the near future. Um, so that will be a storyline to watch with them. Um, now that's everything. Oh, well, we had, do have the giants and Rams game. Um, that was the last one from the later slot today. The Rams won 17 to nine. Um, me and Ryan being big giants fans, this was not the, the greatest game as most giants games are not. Um, the giants have now gone two entire games without finding the end zone or scoring a touchdown. Um, and I mean, it just looked same old stuff going on today. Daniel Jones, he does not have much help on the offensive line, which is not helping the running game. That's not giving him time to throw passes. Um, it's making the defense on the field much longer. And the defense, let me tell you, they held the Rams very well, I would say. Um, but, you know, you're not going to win games. No, I'm, I'm going to let Tyler start I mean, off with Ryan, this feel one. Free to, um, I'm going to let Tyler start Feel start free off to this get one. into it further if you'd like. All right. Well, I mean, I don't okay. have any real takeaways on this one. Um, I, I like Wayne Gallman. I guess that's a takeaway. I think he's solid. Um, the Rams, I mean, I expected a little more out of their offense. But, <laughs> I mean, a win's a win, I guess. Giants hung in there. I don't know. I, I think – like when you have, have a, a good new defense, coach man. and you're not expected to do well, I think kind of staying in these games can help a little bit. Uh, it shows that like they can compete, but ultimately, I mean, they just didn't have it have enough to finish. Yeah. Um, no. And I mean, that's about it. Right. Yeah, and I mean, you're just. You're not going to win. I mean, games. it's not a matter of not finding the end zone. No it's a matter what. of just like surrounding um, your so, team with talent. The yeah. fact that our number one wide receiver is Darius Slayton, an Auburn, what fifth, sixth round pick from 2019. That that's our number one receiver, really. Like 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 that's 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 our standard right now. Look, I understand he had an amazing rookie season, whatnot. That's fine. But now the fact that we have Golden Tate and Darius Slayton, those are our two. Those are one on two receivers. That's fine. That's dandy. That's great. It's whatever. It's fine. My problem right now with the Giants is their absolute ineptitude every season. It it, it seems like one season, it's the defense that's the issue. Then the next season, it's the offense that's an issue. Then the next season, it's the defense again that's an issue. Then the next season, the offense. Like, I want to know exactly why Jason Garrett (laughs) thought it was a great idea to just you know, lateral the fucking ball over to Golden Tate when you had a clear pathway to just run straight with Daniel Jones. The fact that Daniel Jones is the best offensive player on this team right now is pathetic. The fact that Daniel Jones is the leading rusher on this team right now is pathetic. Our offensive line is Swiss cheese. Our offensive line is new and trying to learn everything i understand we didn't have a preseason we didn't have anything to figure anything out you know there was no true off season to really develop you know this this team together but you gave me hope you gave me a fraction of hope that there was a possibility we could win this game Daniel Jones is making this amazing, you know, trek down the field. 
We're passing the ball to Ingram. He's catching it. We're throwing, we're running the ball well. Matt Pert is not a terrible offensive lineman that we drafted, and we're doing well with that. Everything is going smoothly. And then there is this last drive where Daniel Jones has an open lane to walk right in for a touchdown. And look, I get it. We have to do the two-point conversion, and that's a crap shoot, and we don't really know how well that's going to go. I get it. You throw an unforgivable pick to end that game, and you sink every emotion that I had in that moment all the way to rock bottom and make me feel like, oh, wow, okay, maybe drafting Trevor Lawrence at the end of this season isn't the worst thing in the world. Like, <laughs> I I want to believe in Daniel Jones. I want to believe in this team. I want to believe in Joe Judge. I want to believe in everything that we have going for us right now. I get it. We're the youngest team in the NFL on defense and offense. There's a lot of things going on right now with our team that, you know, is going against us. I get that. I get that 100%. But when we've been in almost every game aside from last week, this season so far, and the one mistake that kills us in every game is a Daniel Jones turnover, I'm sorry. I get a little upset. I get a little angry. And I think to myself, if we have the number one pick, am I drafting Trevor Lawrence? Hell yes, I'm drafting Trevor Lawrence. You know, and and there it is, and there it is, and there it is, and and I'm just I'm just disgusted by that ideology right now. That he like said it. the Giants are on the same level as the Jets. The fact that the two New York teams, the two teams in football that are in the most, you know, talked about sports, you know, region in the country are just these inept franchises right now. The fact that the Giants are what four are um they've lost 41 games since the Odell Beckham Jr. Justin Bieber boat picture. It's it's disgusting. I'm disgust I had to bring it up because it's true and I'm angry. And you know, oh, we, we've had no. just had to bring that terrible, up. terrible, terrible decision making in this franchise so far. I'm sick of it. I'm disgusted by it. And, um, you know, let's just beat the Cowboys next week. Are we gonna? Probably not. But you know what? Um, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to hope for the best. And I just huh. want Joe Judge no. to have his first win as a head coach because it disgusts me that this team is just so inept at doing anything right. And, uh, you know, that's my rant. I'm sure everyone was expecting this tonight, and you. I'm glad you were able to hear it. I'm glad that I was able to get it out. Let's just talk about baseball because I'm sick of this. I'm sick Let's of it. Let's do it, man. I, I hate I hate football. That's the Mets fan. <laughs> okay. Great transition. Um, thank you. Thank you, Ryan, for expressing your emotions. Um, I, I – I feel very, very similar to you do, but I think you, you definitely hit it, hit the nail on the head there um, with, you know, kind of hitting rock bottom and nothing really going right um, for quite a bit of time now. Um, but let's talk about baseball since we're very, uh, we, we have not done that in a while. Um, so like I said, wild mm-hmm. card weekend, well, wild card series happened the whole new Tonight. thing 16 total teams best of three yeah. um I it was fun i enjoyed it i don't think i want this every year um as yeah 
yes, uh, I, I, I'm sure you have a very similar opinion um, that, uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is necessary for every year because we do have teams that are under 500 getting in, which they really don't deserve to be in. Um, I think that's kind of the consensus around most baseball fans, Listen, even I, though it was I definitely love baseball. very fun um, and The idea um, of eight very playoff games, like back, ahead, to back to back to back to back on, what was it, Wednesday? Like, that sounds so fun to me, but I just, I couldn't get into it, man. I think there were so mm. many games that were just, the quality of play just wasn't good. Mm. I mean, I feel like I saw more, like, pitchers walking in runs than I've ever mm -hmm. seen before um, in, like, obviously the playoffs. But, I don't know, I felt like the Little League World Series at times. And, I don't know, just, like, the Brewers, I didn't even walk, turn on that game once. Brewers-Dodgers, because... I mean, was it entertaining at no, all? No. Like, so between, like, the quality of play and the awful, awful coverage by ESPN, I just, I hope we never have to do that again. No, I do. I, I, I'm expecting it, but. But you know it's going to come to stay, probably, because. Because they're like, oh, we made money off of this because it was on ESPN, who's our daddy, and. They gave us money. Yeah, you can and money, you money, can money. Call it a playoff and game or so whatever, but it just it didn't like have that kind of. Vibe it's not a playoff point. series. Um, it was not I mean, a true playoff I think, series. I think Yankees Indians had the good like playoff vibe yeah. for it because they were. I mean, they were night games, and those are two good teams, probably the best closely contested series. Yeah, but I mean, it just didn't feel like the playoffs, right? Yeah, and I agree with you too. Like baseball, like different from like basketball, hockey, like where you know they were okay with having the larger playoffs. Right. Um. It's just baseball. You don't have that. Like the regular season is so long for a reason. Like it's so important to win your games and stuff. And then the best eight or so teams, I guess now ten, slip into the playoffs, and you know you do your thing. I was even skeptical of the one game wild card because. You know, you can come down to play 162 games, win 98 of them, and then you get stuck for it all coming down to one game. Um, so it, I think, you know, the league is more concerned right. about viewership and the money they're making from TV deals and everything, as opposed to no, you I know, agree 100%. I think real they got more nationally televised games and they got ESPN to pay for the them, league. so that's all they care about. My problem with this MLB playoffs has been right. I think the biggest issue with the playoffs and exactly. at least in this week has been just the fact that, you know, teams that won their division were eliminated from the playoffs before a divisional series, which I feel like is just a little ridiculous. I feel like if you win a division, you should have a buy until the, you know, the divisional series. And then the wild card series should be between wild card teams, mm -hmm. you know, but you know, we can discuss like our, you know, ideas of what, you know, that, playoff series should look like i think what this playoff you know weekend or week showed is that we did not see teams that truly deserve to be in the playoffs we saw teams that were really good for 60 games and then completely falter against teams that were you know on a hot streak you know do i think the marlins are a better team than the cubs no i do not think that but I think that the Cubs lost what would have been a random weekend series against the Marlins. Mm -hmm. But then their season is over. Do I think that the 
San Diego Padres are better than the Cardinals? Yes, I do. Like they clearly look like they were and they won. Do I think that the, you know, Oakland athletics were better than the white Sox? I don't really know. It's hard to say, but do I think a three game series should determine that? Absolutely not. That should have been a five game series. So my whole consensus on this wild card series weekend is right. If you won the division, you should not be in that series. That wild card series weekend should be played only against with wild card teams. And that's it. But you know, that's, that's just my opinion. However, we, it's a weird season. Shit's crazy. Let's just go right into it. What are the teams that made it? What are the teams that are there? And what are the teams that we think are going to go to the World Series now at this point? So let's keep it going. I think my... Brandon, you can say something? Oh, okay. Um, um, so I think the Dodgers are in the World Series. I think that's going to happen. I think go ahead. Uh, the Padres, that's going to be... You know what? I'll start with this. I think of the four series you could have asked for better matchups in terms of like quality of team. I think like Braves Marlins, like the Marlins sure they've been fun, but it's not like they're the best team, but I don't think we could have asked for any more entertaining series uh, than we're going to have. I think Yankees Rays They hate each other. That's going to be exciting. Five games. Same with Oakland Houston. That might be a little more of a talent disparity, but they hate each other. That'll be entertaining. And Dodgers-Padres, that could be a five-game. Um, they, I mean, I don't know if they don't like each other, but they've <laughs> been going at it all year in close battles. And then even... Yeah, right. it's kind of like the experience. Like, that's a division Dodgers battle. They have the experience against talented each other. Kids So I think all the series the are going to be very entertaining, regardless of whether it's a sweep or a five-gamer. But ultimately, I think the Dodgers are going to make it to the World Series, I think the Padres, if they have Lamette and Clevenger, I think that's a totally new game, but it doesn't sound like they're going to. It sounds like they might have. Right. Yeah. But... Sounds like Clevenger. Yeah. They might have Clevenger. They said he was throwing like hard today. So that's a possibility, but who knows, you know, even if he's, 90 yeah, but beyond healthy, them, I mean, then, in that know, third could, game against the Cardinals, they just kind of pieced you know, together. They rocked. had a bullpen day where they had nine pitchers each going inning, and you're not going to be able to do that against the Dodgers. So I think ultimately the Dodgers are going to be too much for them, and I think the Dodgers will easily walk over the Braves or right. the Marlins. And then AL, it's going to be, I think, the Yankees or Tampa, whoever wins this series. I agree with that 100%. I So... When I look at these two, uh, you know, when I look at these four different series, I, I, I'm legitimately all in on the Astros beating the Athletics in this, you know, playoff series. I, I, I think the Astros, their record does not show at all what the team that they are is because I think the Astros have a lot of young talent there, even without Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, all these guys mm-hmm. that they lost so far this season. Their batters did not perform well in the regular season, but they came out strong in this playoff series against the um against the Twins. 
I think the Astros are a lot better than people expect them to be, and they're going to be a tough team to beat. And look, the Athletics had an awesome regular season. You know, they wiped the floor with the Astros in the Mm -hmm. regular season. I get that. But in the playoff atmosphere, this is a team that's been here for the last three years. They know what they're doing. They know how to play in this atmosphere, especially if there's no crowd there, you know, shitting on them for, you know, their cheating scandal. They're they're gonna play well. They're gonna play well defensively. They're gonna play well offensively. I'm I'm a little bit afraid of this Astros team playing against the Athletics. It, it, divisional divisional games always scare me, and that's how I feel. This exactly exactly. They have the uh, the postseason yeah. experience too, um. So they're not you know they're they're in uh, they're not in uncharted territory. They know what they're doing now. Which is so oh my god, it just it, it just grinds exactly. my gears how they finished under five hundred and now they're like, Oh well, I we're in the postseason, I, so but we're gonna start I, I disagree with that though, because I feel like years. if this was a normal like, year, if this was a they normal would year, find their way to win um, games and get back <laughs> into the playoffs. I think they, I think the yeah, difference in that series, true. I think Oakland's gonna win, but I think the difference is gonna be yeah, in a normal year, right, best honestly. three out of five, you know, you have the off days, so you can kind of work around uh like you're a week, not very deep pitching staff by like manipulating the off days and stuff, but the Astros aren't going to be able to do that. And I don't know if I trust their bullpen. And so like when they won the world series in 2017, they used McCullers and Morton out of the bullpen. And even this past series, they used Framber Valdez mm-hmm. out of the bullpen, but they're not going to be able to do that. So at some point they're going to have to go into their bullpen in a close game. And I think it's going to get exposed. No, absolutely. But, um, I, to me, I, I think the Astros are a team that I, I just worry about how they have been in this environment before. Like the Athletics right. won their first series in how many years? Um, so are they really prepared for this kind of environment? But I think the series that intrigues me the most out of all these series, more than the Dodgers Padres, more than the Marlins Braves, because I don't give a shit about that series. Cause I hate both <laughs> those teams. I think is the Yankees and the Rays. I think this series is going to go to five <laughs> games. I think it's going to be, you know, visceral baseball i think it's gonna be you know toxic i think the teams are gonna hate each other i think the teams are gonna talk smack all the time this is gonna be a sick series for a fan that doesn't have a a horse in this race and i am so intrigued because i think whoever whatever team comes out of this divisional series is going to be representing the american league in the world series i really do because I think the Yankees have kind of found themselves in this postseason with this offense, and they know that their strength is their batting lineup. Not their rotation, not their bullpen, but their batting lineup. And I think the Rays are a team that don't have a stellar lineup, but their bullpen is going to keep them in every single game. And their and their starting rotation is going to absolutely wipe the floor with whoever they face. I think the that this... Ray's bullpen is probably the scariest bullpen in just baseball period because anyone from that bullpen can be a closer and any closer can be a six inning man or a seventh inning man or an eighth inning man. Like they, every player in that bullpen is ready to, you know, come into a moment in that series that 
is crucial to winning the game. And I think that's why I, I am very intrigued by how this series goes because, you know, you have a healthy link Yankees batting lineup that has Stanton, who is clearly doing well right now. Aaron judge who is back and should be the powerhouse of that lineup. DJ LeMahieu, who is clutch Luke Voigt, who has been the MVP of the Yankees this season. I think this is a series that is going to come down to game five and Garrett Cole needs to be on his very best game, but also the Rays have three different guys that are going to be potentially, you know, the thorn in the Yankees, you know, side that is going to totally diminish them, you know, and their lineup. I, I'm intrigued to know what you guys think about this series. I am unbiased because I, you know, I'm not a Yankees fan and I'm not a Met, you know, I'm not a Rays fan. I'm a Mets fan. So this is all just good, fun baseball to me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think you, you did nail it basically with all the series. Um, I do think, I think we all can agree that whoever wins the Yankees race series is going to come out to the world series. Um, just with the kind of depth that both teams have. Um, I do think, you know, this whole thing with like the bad blood, I think, you know, the, the Yankees definitely have more of the postseason experience. They're just kind of here to get down to business. And I think they're, you know, this is a little bit biased on my end, but I think, you know, the Rays are just kind of this feisty kind of little brother that wants to fight um, mm-hmm. and, you know, make things interesting and be like, have all this bad blood. But the Yankees are like, let's just go out there and play. Um, but I won't get into that too much. We'll just let the, uh, the you know, on the field and uh, do the talking and see what happens out uh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I hope the yeah. I hope to God the Yankees win. Right. And we don't get the Rays because I think they'll knock off the A's or the Astros um, and make it to the World Series. So wait, that's my, absolutely that, that is my next question. And I is, definitely so don't if think you're anybody, watching an Astros you know, and Rays ALCS, who are you rooting for? Yeah, Tampa. Who are you rooting for? No, uh, no, you know, no. I was thinking about that. I was I'm like, asking oh you, please, straight no. up. Um, Rays for the Astros League. ALCS. Who do you root for? <laughs> for me, the easy. I mean, it sucks, but it, the answer is easy okay. for me. It's Tampa. Um, I, I, there's no way I would be able to stand watching Correa and Bregman Altuve in the World Series. Oh, that would. Yeah, that's true. You know, I. Yeah. I think if anything, as much as like Tampa is just that pesky, frustrating, annoying team, if they make it, they deserve it, you know. And I, I think you know, it'd be you know good on them, you know, with this crazy you know team of misfits that nobody's really heard of and everything. I think they, um, you know, they they would actually deserve it a little more as opposed to the cheating Astros. Um, so, you know, and I, I think Tyler over, has a point Overall, there, with the Yankees um, and Rays series, as you know, a Yankees I, fan, definitely, this you know, series, I would, I would have, have a much different mental approach to it if it was being played in Tampa. If it was being played in Tampa, I would be so much more pessimist, pessimistic about it, and I would not be looking forward to it. But I think San Diego, neutral site, I mean, I, I, 
I don't know. I just think the Yankees are the better team, and I right. think that's going to kind of show. I think it'll be a great series. Uh, obviously, the Rays pitching is what kind of got them here. Their offense has done enough, mm-hmm. um, but it's their pitching that's got them here. And I think the Yankees we saw against Bieber, I think their offense can be anyone. So I think that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited a lot. And I think, you know, if, if that offense shows up, they're going to beat them easily. Um, you know, especially if they can get to a, you know, Starts some of the best tomorrow. pitchers in the league right now. Um, o'clock, but I guess we'll just have to see. And that starts um, this week on Monday. So that should be great. Um, otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I think that wraps it up for the week. Um, so please give us a follow on Twitter um, at Sports Throne Hub and then on Instagram at the Sports Throne. Um, and we'll probably be back either later this week or next weekend. But otherwise, I hope everyone has a great week Let's and enjoys this baseball. And the breaking news, the Miami Heat have just taken and game three the from the Lakers. Without Bam Adebayo so or Gordon Dragic. It's a good night. Um, so it's we a night. have a series, ladies and gentlemen. Um, All right. Have a good night, everyone. Take care. Oh, wow. Drifting, drifting away. And it feels like I'm drowning. Pulling against the street. Pulling against the...